Today on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. He's saying God receives them both. And he goes on, who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. To me, that's one of the most encouraging statements in the scriptures, you know. You want to be strong in the Lord? He will make you strong in the Lord. He'll do that. He will do that. You can't really do that for yourself, but you can cooperate with him as he does it. We need to be careful that we don't judge others in regard to things that are not sinful. In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds us that it is to God that we all stand or fall. In some things, God has given us freedom to choose and God accepts us all. We should not condemn others. If we're submitted to God, He will make us stand. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of James chapter 4 verse 11 with today's study. James chapter 4 verse 11 warns us, do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? You know, Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter 18, in no uncertain terms, that some people are to be treated as, as sinners, as outsiders, not as members of the family. It's an interesting passage that we're going to look at in a few minutes. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5.12 that we are to judge those who are inside the family. That's a scripture you don't hear quoted all that often. It's not one that's taught on on a regular basis, but it is in the Bible. We're going to look at it together today. Now, what do we do with these apparently contradictory teachings? You know, James is saying, do not judge, do not judge. In another place, Paul says, you know, who are you to judge? And then we see Matthew, I mean, Jesus saying in Matthew confront one another, and and we see Paul saying in Corinthians, judge one another. What's the deal with all of this? Well, we're going to look at three things, and I hope we'll clarify what the Bible is actually teaching, and we'll deal with these imaginary contradictions in Scripture. The first thing that I want us to look at here is that he states very clearly, speaking evil of a brother is sinful. Speaking evil of a brother is sinful. So does, does that mean if, if a brother or sister in the Lord is living in habitual sin that we should just be quiet about it? Oh, we, we can't really talk about that. You know, the Bible says speaking evil is, we can't really do that. No, that's not what he's saying. I referred to Matthew chapter 18. In verse 15 of Matthew 18, Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear Take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. If he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Now, what was Jesus saying in that? Well, he said, first, go in private. Talk to the guy, you know, if he humbles himself, if he's willing to listen and and actually make a change. Great, then you've won your brother. But if not, then go back with 
one or two other people so that everything can be established. You know, you've got two or three witnesses. And if the guy's still obstinate, you know, or prideful, won't humble himself or making excuses, rationalizing, well, then in that case, then at that point, you, you need to deal with it before the church. You know, in other words, you, you go a little further with it. And he lays out this process here. But the process involves discussions, does it not? I mean, how do you, how do you discuss evil without speaking evil of a brother? I mean, there are times when you just, you have to put it out there. It's necessary. James isn't suggesting that it's always wrong to speak out about bad behavior. What the Bible is telling us here in the book of James is that we should not make it a practice to go around bad-mouthing other people. You can't just go around talking bad about people. That's what he's saying. And the Bible equates that practice with setting ourselves up above God himself. You're making yourself a judge, which is point number two. You and I are not judges. You and I are not judges. We're not capable of it. Only God can look into a person's heart and evaluate their heart. That's, we're not able to do that. So we're not asked to do that. We are mandated to confront bad behavior, but we're forbidden from evaluating you know, people's hearts. You know, one of the most often misused passages on this subject is found in the 14th chapter of Romans. Romans chapter 14, the apostle Paul was addressing legalism in the church to whom he was writing. And in Romans 14, 1, the Bible begins by saying, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. So right in that one verse, you know, he gives us a couple of things. He's like, the issue is receiving someone as part of the fellowship, part of the family, part of the body, right? Receive the, the one who is weak in their faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. One of the things that the Bible is emphatic about in more than one place is that you don't tolerate, you know, the stuff that causes strife and division and it separates people and because God values the relationships. You see, what we see taught in the scripture is that God wants us to be a family and to function like a family. We've made church an institution and that's not that's actually not biblical. It's not what he intends. He, he says, you're a, you're a family. You're my children. So you need to live that way. You need to live that way. Receive somebody who's weak in their faith. Or when a kid first starts eating, you know, feeding himself, right? First time he's trying to use a fork. Do you expect that to be a neat, tidy process? Of course not. No, you expect them. They, they don't have the hand-eye coordination yet. You know, they're going to make a mess. It's just, it is what it is. You just know you're going to have to clean up after the kid. When, Dave, when my son, you know, he was, when he was a, a little guy, I finally realized I had to go to the store and buy one of those giant plastic tablecloths and just put it under him. Because I'm telling you, food went everywhere. Everywhere. And that was with us trying to feed him. You know, Seriously. When he started trying to feed himself, it got a little better. But they struggle when they're little. And young believers, people who are young in their faith, they're going to struggle. And, and the Bible says, that's okay. We expect that. But only up to a point. Only up to a point. I learned the hard way that immaturity can be extremely dangerous. Immaturity can be dangerous. Do you understand that's why car insurance companies like charge triple? for somebody under 25. You know what I mean? Make you crazy. Drive you to bankruptcy. 
Uh, somebody I was talking to recently said they were paying like $6,000 a year car insurance for their teenager. Man, time for that teenager to get a job, man. Get a real job, what I'm talking about, you know? $6,000 a year for car insurance. Man, oh man. And that's on some kind of old beat-up four-cylinder, you know what I mean? It's, they won't even insure a teenager in something with a V8 anymore. Wow. No, but they understand. Immaturity can be a dangerous thing. Immaturity can get you killed. They know that, and so they, they make us pay for it. Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Sorry, you <laughs> vegan, sorry. I didn't write this. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats. For God has received him. He's saying God receives them both. And he goes on, who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. To me, that's one of the most encouraging statements in the scriptures. You know, you want to be strong in the Lord? He will make you strong in the Lord. He'll do that. He will do that. You can't really do that for yourself, but you can cooperate with him as he does it. Verse 5 in that same passage, he says, One person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. He who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. This is why we disagree with Seventh-day Adventists, and we don't, go try to convince them that they're wrong, although pretty regularly uh, we get some Seventh-day Adventists that come try to convince us that, that we're all going to hell because we're here on Sunday instead of Saturday. But this passage says, you know, listen, just be convinced in your own mind about what day is, you know, or whatever. He says, he who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. He who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and gives God thanks. You know, thank you, Jesus, for this pork chop. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I love pork chops. Thank you for this. You know, and somebody else is like, oh, thank you, Lord. I don't have to eat pork chops. I don't think I can handle it. You know, that's my wife. She's like, I don't think I can handle it if I had to eat. You know. It's like, okay, just give thanks that you don't have to. But then he says this, for none of us lives to himself. None of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. In another place, he says, you're not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We're so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the United States. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station and other stations does come with expenses. We purchase time on this radio station and this program has been professionally produced. 
While we certainly don't want to manipulate or pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio to be heard in other parts of the country. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button. Again, to make a secure donation to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow, log on to MainThingRadio.com and click the donate button. We'd also like to offer you a free copy of today's message. Your free copy is available for you to listen to or download when you log on to MainThingRadio.com. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you.